Well, hello, friends, and welcome to part two of our two-part episode. I'm so excited to share this part. We talk more a little bit about our engagement story, how Chris proposed the whole shebang, and some other questions that were asked on the Instagram. So I'm so excited that y'all get to hear it. All right, here's a funny question. This is to you, Chris. Oh, boy. If Chris had the choice to have lunch with Rich Velotis or John Tyson, who would he choose? Oh, man. I hope that somehow we can maybe tag them in this podcast and that they would respond because that would make my life. Uh, But I'm also recognizing that if we tag both of them, that maybe one of them would be offended if I choose one over the other. But for those that don't know, Rich Velotis, John Tyson, those are two um, pastors in New York City. that have been just really impactful in my life in the ways that they follow the Lord and uh, lead people well into the presence uh, of the Lord and uh, just teach on what does it look like to really apprentice Jesus well uh, in a holistic way um, and in a trajectory that's not so much concerned about getting to heaven one day, but bringing heaven uh, to earth. And both of them have just had profound impact on on me and the people that I get to walk alongside. But I'd have to say, I'd probably choose Rich Velotis. Uh, and that there's, there's a couple of reasons why. One, John, my boy, John Tyson, if you do respond to this <laughs> at, uh, you don't know me, but I know you. <laughs> I've gone to like a couple different conferences that you've spoken at. And we've gone to talk in passing um, so I would just love the opportunity to be able to sit down and, and chat with Rich Velotis a little bit more. And I've just been so incredibly impacted by his book, The Deeply Formed Life. Shameless plug. I make no ad money for throwing that out there. And I will continue to talk about how awesome that book is, even if I get no monetary compensation. Um, but yeah, I, I would love the opportunity to um, sit down and, and have lunch with Rich Velotis. So if you can make it happen, Rich uh we're in orlando so if you're coming on by you know stopping by disney stop by university carolina church across street from ucf and <laughs> let's uh let's chat because that would be awesome yeah true story i had no idea who rich Velotis or john tyson were until i started dating chris and he just brought me to this whole world of like pastors i had no idea about in churches and it's been awesome and i've been li- like listening to her podcast and i got one of the books well it was from tyler stein that's another podcast that we'll have to another do another guy another goat another another Rich goat. Channel. come on let's go follow them so we have another question here and it is what is each other's love language I'll jump right from the get-go you're, on you're, this you're one. Easy. This yeah, is this, is, this is the easiest question for you to answer. This is super easy. If you're watching the video, um, yeah, it's pretty clear as far as what mine is. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a gifts person. No. Oh, that's your last thing. I would thing. say uh, physical touch is a number one. It's like your first, second, and third. Followed by physical touch uh as a close second <laughs> and then quality time while physical touching <laughs> is probably number three so yeah and then talking about god i know that's not on the official like that's definitely a love language for you but which is the best we're gonna get into it and i'm gonna be on this podcast in the future we're gonna talk much more about the lord 
So yeah, Chris loves. Okay, there's a really funny story when I realized Chris's physical like love language was physical touch, and that necessarily wasn't mine. I feel like, yeah, it just wasn't mine. And so I realized, okay, I have to speak to him in his love language because that's how he feels love, even though I feel love in different ways. And so I realized, like, I was like, I think I was listening to a, a podcast and it was like talking about that. And there was like an example where it's like simple like gestures that you can do so that person that like has physical touch as their primary love language can feel loved, right? So it was like what the first time you had come to Miami. Oh yeah, I was right. Mm-hmm. And he's driving, <laughs> and we're going to like this like little like town center that we have in, in my com- in the city that I live in. And I was like, hmm, let me just like put like my hand right on his shoulder and just like you know like give him like little scratches. And y'all, the smile, the the grin that like just slowly came up on his face mm-hmm. as I just touched his shoulder was insane and I was like this is so funny like this stuff works like this is literally like hilarious so I think you had mentioned or I had mentioned I was like oh I, I did that on purpose because I knew like that's you know I feel like that would make you feel like seen and loved and he's like that was awesome like, oh, yeah. You did that. yeah so seen and loved that we almost got into a car accident <laughs> I almost melted in my car and like veered off the road while we're driving. So just make sure that as you're in tune with your partner's love language, that you are doing it at a contextually appropriate time because I was like, oh my God. So it worked out. We're safe. We're fine. So yeah, his is love, uh, physical touch and quality time, right? Easy. Mine, I feel like mine has changed over the years. I feel like mine is for sure quality time and acts of service. Um, I do love physical touch. I feel like that's definitely like right there. Yay. Um, but it's just like not like everyone, you know, like some people just like love sure. physical touch. But like for me, like obviously like I'm super comfortable with you. Uh, but yeah, quality time and acts of service. Like when Chris does something for me that I didn't ask him to do, like for instance, I was in Orlando a few weeks ago because uh, we booked our wedding venue. Yay. And I was leaving the next morning. And before we got Kelly's ice cream, we mm-hmm. stopped by the gas station because I had a gas at my car because I was leaving super duper early because I literally had to drive straight to work the next morning. And so Chris was like, oh, like he was already driving. So he's like, oh, you know, let me like, I'll put gas in your car and filled up my tank. I didn't ask him to do that. Um, and I'm just like waiting in there and he's like getting the like windshield wiper, like the. Yeah, a little like squeegee to like, like little, clean the windshield. The little squishy thing that you used to clean the window. And like, I'm just sitting in my car. He's filling up my gas tank. He's like cleaning all like my windows and like, just like, I mean, cleaning. Homeboy went in detail with that. I was now. like, he was going up and down and left and right. And I was just like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Like, I didn't ask him, like, hey, babe, can you clean my windows while you're doing it? Or like, no, like, I didn't ask him to do any of that. I was literally about to get out of my car. And then he's like, babe, I got you. And he just started doing that stuff for me. And he just does little things like that that I was like, wow like that is such a small gesture but it meant so much to me that no when I drive home I had nice squeaky clean windows worked out and a full tank of gas it's uh, acts of service acts of service and yeah just like little things like that you know I was at work today and Chris texted me like hey love do you uh want anything specifically for lunch he like I had cramps he had brought Midal to my work and stuff so like little things like that that just mean a lot um especially like dating like right at the beginning um where we didn't like see much of each other but like here and there he would surprise me like flowers and roses and like the most random time it wasn't like because of a holiday or anniversary it was just like just because and that meant so much to me i don't get you stuff 
on holidays. You know, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure, <laughs> making sure the podcast community knows. I'm not just sending flowers on random Tuesday and then coming empty-handed when it's your birthday. No, no. And um, yeah, so it's little things like that. And even like, yeah, flowers, it, it is a gift. But it was the fact that it was just so like, I didn't ask for like, hey, Dave, he sent me something. He just like, he just did it. And I don't know. It just meant so much to me. And I love it. So I'd have to say that those two. And quality time, I just love any time that I get with Chris. Um, we are long distance. And so anytime we get together, we really try to squeeze like all the time that we can, whether it, I feel like every trip that looks different, like this trip that was more just chill, like mm-hmm. there's not much we had to do uh, versus the last trip I went to Orlando. There was like a lot. It was like, okay, got to Orlando church in the morning, wedding venue, dinner with your family. I'm leaving like back to work the next day. So it was very back to back to back. And then there's other weekends where it's very calm and relaxing. And so yep. it's just, you know, you have to find your rhythm that you're in and we just make it work. Yep. You know, we put our mindset like, hey, it's a busy weekend. Like we're going to make it work. And if it's a chill weekend, we're going to make it work. Come on. Which kind of goes into a little bit of the next question we got was how was long distance? Well, is I guess because we're still doing it. Yep. How is long distance for you guys? So do you want to answer that? We both answer that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like long distance um, is funny because I remember like verbally saying I would never do long distance. I would never, although we, we live in the same state, so it's not that, you know, bad. I know people have done it literally in different continents. Like sure. Shout out to my friend Izzy, um, who's in Austria, but um, yeah. So I feel like long distance has worked out really well for us. Um, not just because we have pretty busy schedules, but I think it really brought down communication to a T. Like if you do long distance, the biggest key ingredient is open, honest, respectful communication. Like that is the key of, and Jesus, like Jesus at the center. And then right after Jesus, y'all better have communication. Cause if you don't got good communication, it ain't going to work. I'll tell you that right now. I think me and Chris have before like we really started dating had talked more over the phone and message than like with each other physically in person so when you're not with someone it's not like you just like watch netflix all day and be with them but like there's not really like like much depth happening there's not much like meaning behind it's just kind of like there um versus when you're like texting someone or messaging or facetiming there's like you you have to talk you can't just sit there I mean, you could but that's not what we did like sure we would talk and so there was so much that we learned about each other there was so much that um you know i feel like when you first start talking you, you know you text like every second and, da, 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 da. and then as you kind of go more into a relationship you know like okay like you feel like more comfortable it's like okay like just like letting the time go by and you know you, you're doing your life i'm doing my life and i feel like communication has pulled up some like uh like what do you want to, how do I want to say this? Like, I think the hardest things that we had to navigate were through communication. Mm. And I feel like because of that, that's what brought us closer. And so honestly, like I've loved long distance. Um, It's been hard. There have been times where have been very hard where I've really missed Chris. He's really missed me. Um, There's been times where we haven't seen each other for like one month or I don't know, it's like two months I've passed by. Mm. I'm not sure. Or like two months have passed by and we haven't seen each other. And it's like, that's hard. Like when you don't physically see your person and you're used to seeing them every day or at least like multiple times a week, it's really hard. And so I feel like 
when I get to see Chris, which is funny because I feel like it's like this like thing that I do all the time, but I really mean it. It's like I'll touch him, I'll like grab his face, and I'm like, "You're here! You're actually, actually here!" Mm-hmm. And it's just like this like joy filled moment that I get, and I'm like, "You're here in the flesh!" Like it's just like so crazy because again, so much of our relationship has been over FaceTime and has been because we're doing long distance. And so, um, which is funny because when you had found me on Facebook, you had saw the high school that I went to. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a, that was a moment. That was a crucible moment. That was a moment of truth because I think it was after I listened to the podcast and while I was like, okay, I think I'm going to message her. I go on Facebook and then I see under her information tab, her high school that she posted. And I wasn't sure if Megan was still in Orlando because she was at UCF. I'd seen that she had posted things about being in Orlando, but also saw some stuff from South Florida and Miami. So I was like, where does she actually live? Where is she actually at right now? So I find her high school because it's on the information. And I remember this moment of just kind of holding my breath as I plugged in the high school into Google Maps from my location in Orlando. And I was like, crossing my fingers and it pops up and it's like three and a half hours and I was like oh that's <laughs> so far <laughs> um but we're gonna try it we're gonna we're gonna lean in and um yeah I mean there's been uh, a lot of beautiful benefits and revelations I think from yeah. being long distance and uh there's a lot that I think God lovingly brings to the surface when your um, main mode of connecting is through communication Um, it grows you as a person and it also um, I think challenges you to kind of look a little bit deeper inward uh, Mm -hmm. to some maybe insecurities or some things that um, God's trying to to heal you in or call you forward in Um, so yeah, I've been I've been thankful for I think the process of long distance, and um, it it is hard at times, but it's also yeah. incredibly um, beautiful in the right. midst of it. And I wouldn't have had it any other way in the way that it's played out so far. Yeah, I feel like it's also like sacrificial. Like you have to make the time to see one another. It's not like oh, I'm just gonna see you on my thirty minute lunch break and then like. Hey, I'll see you later, you know, at church. And no, it's like, hey, I'll see you next month. Hey, I'll see you in a few weeks. Or a lot of times it's like, we don't know the next time we're going to see each other and we just figure it out. Um, And so I feel like when Chris has come, you know, he has to like kind of play with his schedule, move some things around or like move like meetings to like over the phone, vice versa. Or like with me, it's like moving things around with work, maybe getting to stay off, whatever that looks like. So it's not always like this, oh, we see each other every like, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like, no, it's usually like, um, he comes down on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and then leaves Friday morning or I go up on a, like it's the most random times. And it's like, we have to be intentional making that work because it's not going to just work out itself. Like long distance, you have to be so intentional, which I feel like you, any relationship you do, but specifically long distance, it doesn't just happen. You have to work at it every single day. Um, I don't think there's been a day where me and Chris haven't spoken. Like we'll message each other every single day um we'll like talk on the phone like a few times throughout the week and then we'll like FaceTime when we can um and we had talked about this like I think it was like once or twice I'm not sure I don't remember once where I just was like had a lot like mentally going through my mind and I just like told Chris like if there was a time that me and him didn't speak for a day or two or 
three, whatever. It was like, Hey, Chris, I have a lot on my mind right now. Like, just give me a few days. I just need to like process a lot in my mind. And Chris would give me that space and he would respect it. And then we'd come back to talking and it was like, I had a clear state of mind. I was just more clear on my direction. And that was really important. So if we didn't talk, there was never a time where like, I just left him without guessing. And he's just like, why didn't make a respond? Why is she ignoring me? It was more of like, Hey, I would give him a heads up notice. And I think it's also really important because that's something that I learned in my past where it's like, I ran away from problems. I wouldn't run towards them. I would run away from them because I viewed them as very bad. Like we're having problems. This means it's toxic. And it's not, I, I think problems are a beautiful way that can bring you closer together if handled correctly. Mm-hmm. So with us, there have been moments where I'm like, okay, I learned that in my past that if I run away and I don't deal with this, like this isn't going to help our relationship. But if I like run head towards it, pray about it, speak to Chris about it in a way that is respectful, but honest and vulnerable, then we can actually get closer because of, mm-hmm. because of this. And we have, and we have gotten closer with those things. And there's been times where we were talking last night. Uh, there was a time where you had messaged me something about like wanting to talk mm-hmm. about X, Y, or Z, right? And just the way Chris had worded it had triggered something in me from my past. So I was like internally like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, like, is he about to break up with me? Like, is he, because just not even, it was like, hey, like when, when are you at a time? Like, let's talk. It was something so simple, but it was so similar to like previous messages that had gone in the past that had led up to a breakup or X, Y, or Z. And that had brought so much fear I think that was like the first time I'd ever felt that being in my relationship with Chris and I was like hey like is everything okay like I just wanted to like because I was afraid I was like I just was so confused and no he just generally wanted to talk and he wanted to get some things off his mind just like more clarity more clarification more direction getting maybe some things off his chest and he had like said to me like hey like I'm not gonna break up with you like that has nothing to do with it I just want to talk like how I had done with him he I just wanted to talk like he wanted to talk with some things and so that brought me a lot of peace because I was listening to like Sadie and Christian's like podcast the other day um and they were talking about that where Sadie had like something had been triggered in like from her past with Christian and it wasn't something he did but something that had happened to her and they were engaged and it's like sometimes you think like oh once you're engaged like all the insecurity goes away or like all the things and it's no like I think I have worked on my insecurities but it was a trigger from my past and so for me to be open and honest with Chris and be like hey I'm so sorry like I, I'm sorry I like kind of like internally freaked out or like I came to this conclusion it's just that that wording has been brought up in my past and I just thought it was gonna like go down that rabbit hole and he was like no like I'm not your past I'm not who those people were like I mean, I want to talk to you and I love you. And I just, I just want to talk and that's it. And, and, and it was so good because like, I think there was so much like peace after that. And now like, if we do have those conversations, like maybe he'll word it a little differently or like, if I want to talk, like I'll say it. So we're not, you know, tr- like triggered from something or, or um, like fearing something that isn't even there. Mm-hmm. But I think it was really important for me to be honest with Chris because I think, again, learning from like hindsight, I would keep those things that like triggered me. And I'm like, oh, if he thinks I freak about it, this, like, is he going to think I'm weird and this and that? So I'd keep all those things and I'd keep it in me until eventually it would explode like a volcano. So I was like, the best thing to do with Chris, and I've done this our whole relationship, is be honest and open with him. So I'm just going to tell him like what I'm feeling right now. And I did. And he was receptive to that. And 
we had to have a few more conversations to kind of just get on like the same page of like exactly where we are. And like I said, that brought us closer together. And I think you just made it very clear where I'm like, hey, if you have something you want to get off your chest, like, please tell me. And I think also made like that was like a pivotal moment in our relationship where mm-hmm. um, you like started to open up about things that maybe like, again, like those like disagreements we would have. Mm-hmm. And for a while you didn't. So then you did. And I was like, oh, wow. OK, this is like, OK, like, let's do it. Like, it wasn't something I was afraid of. It was more of like, OK, let's dissect this. Like, OK, like, hmm, I wonder why. And and going with curiosity not judgment and and going with an open mind and i think that has helped us a lot to understand one another mm. and also know that like the lord made us differently and the lord has um great like you have strengths that i don't and i have strengths that you don't and i feel like that complements one another so well mm-hmm. and i think like as i look back on our relationship and where we are today like the lord knew i needed someone like you to be the strength in areas that I'm weak in and vice versa. And it's like so cool how we can like, ex- like pinpoint exactly like what those things are. And so again, like those realizations came through the hard conversations. Those realizations came through having those talks. And I think it's important to just be honest with you guys about, because um, that's something that me and Chris values like honesty and transparency. And it's easy to look at our relationship and, just like see pictures or videos like oh they're so cute and they're so perfect huh it's like no we're not uh we love one another we're perfect we're was it perfectly imperfect yeah yeah perfectly imperfect um and we work to be the best that we can um but we have our shortcomings right and we just meet each other where we're at so i know that was like a little rabbit hole but i I wanted to share that because i really liked hearing that on sadie's pod where it was just like oh wow like so many girls go through that like you know you get engaged or you're like super into the relationship and something will happen again that's not bad it's just so important to like know where you are and like know where your person's at and just like move forward with that um in clear and honest communication yeah i feel like whether it's long distance or you're in the same like area and vicinity like relationships have the um opportunity to stir up things within you from your past or uh, things that you're not even aware of that God wants to touch on and wants to heal and wants to uh, bring into deeper conversation. And I feel like that's something that, like Megan said, shouldn't be uh, ran away from, but ran towards in prayer with wise counsel um, with your significant other. Uh, It's just continuing to lean into um, imperfect, but intentional uh, communication. And I also think that, just going back to how is like long distance, it really does uh, give you the opportunity to realize what uh, narrative you're living in or what like story of fulfillment you're serving. Uh, Because if at the end of the day, like your hope is that I'll be completely fulfilled and joy filled once I find the right person um, that is not a vision that you want to be serving. That's just um, it's setting yourself up for disappointment. It's setting yourself up for putting someone else on a pedestal that's playing the role of God uh, in your life. And it's just not um, the way to the fullness of life, you know? And I think while being in long distance, you know, we're able to realize that we love each other very, very much. Uh, but there is a greater love for the Lord and what he's doing in and through our lives. 
And um, it's okay if maybe uh, we're not getting back to each other within 15 minutes or within an hour, because we are feeling more secure in our, our conversations and in our convictions and in the revelations and then the uh, processing as we're getting closer to each other while drawing closer to God. And in the midst of seeing that there is a, a greater narrative than just uh, finding that person, uh, there are things that is going on in our lives that God's doing in and through us that we're excited to share with each other uh, instead of bearing this weight of, oh, was I funny enough in this conversation? Or was I engaging enough in this conversation? Or she hasn't gotten back to me in two hours. That might be because she hates my guts or something. And that's yeah. all coming from a place of your narrative being, I can only be happy or I can only be fulfilled if this like works out. Right. So in long distance, that's something that gets uh, like pushed on lovingly um, and pressed on in a good way uh, and revealed through that process. So I I'm thankful for it. And there's also just the reality of long distance is helpful for maintaining healthier physical boundaries. And that might be something that we can get into more uh, on another episode, but I I'm thankful for the ways that we've been able to communicate through that and work through that. And um, it does give a little bit of a, a guardrail <laughs> when leaning into that. So uh, I'm thankful for that process. And I think if you're out there listening to this, like it's not um, like impossible. Uh, it's not something to be feared. Uh, everyone's story will be uh, maybe a little bit different contextually, but I think there is a, a golden thread that is weaved in between everyone's story of uh, God wanting to reveal things that he's wanting to talk to us about, heal us of, uh, draw us closer to him through, and that can happen. And that has happened uh, through the long distance experience that we've had. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. It's good, baby. So don't be intimidated when you plug in the high school on Google Maps and it says four hours away. You're so funny. All right, let's find more questions. This is a good one. I feel like it's going to have to be like a two-part episode. Yeah. we're rolling we're, we are rolling we're rolling <laughs> with the punches babe come on this is this is a good one this is like can we answer this one and like without it being so long oh man <laughs> i think you could you could because we'll, we'll why don't we save like the other half for like part two okay yeah okay. sure all right so chris is a man of prayer he loves prayer like homeboy can talk about prayer all day all right if you know what i mean a and whole so, episode will so be we're gonna bring up the theological questions because it, it is coming it is coming and the practical way to walk things out right so 100 percent. yeah yeah. it's gonna be fun and, yeah, and all, yeah. all things it's gonna be a, it's gonna be great perfectly imperfect mm, come on so this one's from rachel and it was how has prayer changed your walk with jesus and how would you recommend someone to start? Something practical for the people? Of course, of course. Nothing too haunting. So I have to give a shout out to Rachel Latimer. I've had the the awesome joy of being in community with her for, for years now. I've seen her grow up into becoming a, a beautiful and strong uh, woman of God. And she and I have this agreement that any sermon that I write or book that I write, <laughs> Uh, she gets 10% royalties because she just asked me some of the best questions for me to contemplate and has given me some of the best content to, to preach on. So thanks, Rachel. Because, Shout out, Rachel. Uh, yeah, whatever. If we get like Tide Pods to like advertise this, I'll have to shoot you some cash. Um, so silly. 
But how has prayer changed your walk with Jesus? And how would you recommend someone start? He gets giddy talking about it. I love it. It, Man, this is something I want to talk so much about. But if I had to keep it short, which I've already gone longer than we probably should have. uh, I would say that there's probably not... There isn't another element of relationship with Jesus that has impacted my life more than prayer. And I love the word. I love Bible study. Um, I'm a big believer in discipleship and and mentorship and getting poured into through uh, wise counsel and all these different things. Um, but there is a, there is such a, I think, misunderstood and underutilized gift of communion with God um, that is gifted to us by Jesus in prayer. Mm-hmm. And as I have been a small child stumbling around in the darkness, feeling my way through of trying to draw closer to God, there was a light switch, I think, turned on in the room with prayer And I'm a strong believer that outside of the radical grace of God and the gift of salvation of being able to to know God and be with God for all eternity, the second greatest gift that God has given us is prayer and Jesus teaching us how to pray. Um, And that has radically transformed my life and has marked me as a person to, to help other people lean into um, the posture and the practice and the relational depth and gifts of knowing God intimately uh, through prayer, you know, like it just, I can, I can go on and on about this, but I think I'm always just taken aback in the scriptures that when the disciples who walked with Jesus in the flesh and saw him work miracles and, and, and teach things that captivated people and, and won over their hearts. And he, he ate and, and sat with the poor and the sinners. And he, he did things that were so um, holy and, and kingdom minded that they still got to this place that when they had an opportunity to ask Jesus to teach them something, they could have said, Jesus, teach us how to do miracles. They could have said, Jesus, uh, teach us how to have the strongest words to captivate a crowd. Jesus, teach us the ways to be compassionate and close to other people, especially those that are not seen. And they decided from being in close proximity with them that they should ask him to teach us to pray. And that should be something that stirs your curiosity um, in a way that leads you down the greatest adventure you could ever possibly go on which is finding God in uh, a deeper way through prayer. And then as far as how would you recommend someone to, to start, I would say two things. And these things are incredibly easier said than done, but should not be um, feared or disqualified from person to person um, because God's gifted everyone differently and uniquely, but he has invited everyone to pray uh, and to be able to uh, know him in a deeper way through that. So the two things I would say is practicing uh, silence and honesty. Um, Like even getting into the weeds of it practically, like when you, when you start prayer, um, just asking that God would reveal to you the things that he wants to talk to you about 
mm. or the things that you should give to him and then just sit for a minute mm. and then just be attentive to what really comes to uh, your mind and heart and whatever kind of gets stirred up in that moment, offer it as a gift to God in honesty. Um, because I think so often we, we rush into prayer and we say the things that we think God wants us to say, or we say the things that we feel like we uh, like need to say to get yeah. his attention. Um, but meanwhile, we are missing the beautiful intimacy um, of being fully known uh, and fully received by him. But when you sit in silence for a minute, it will reveal to you what's really on your mind. And it will reveal to you the things that maybe God really wants to talk to you about instead of just jumping in and saying, God, would you show up for me today? Uh, would you help me today? Would you show up in this meeting? So on and so forth. Like sitting 20 seconds in silence reveals to me that actually that morning, I really feel like God wants nothing to do with me. Mm. Or in those first 20 seconds, my mind is just fixated on how I felt like I didn't say that thing right yesterday to Megan or how I didn't say that thing correctly while leading this group and that's what's really on the forefront of my mind and I would rob myself of intimacy or hearing from God's voice if I just ran into it um saying God would you be with me today instead of saying like yeah God like yesterday I really feel like I failed you in the way that I wasn't fully honest for this group or I felt like you told me that you would uh, bring people closer to you and yesterday during this group I felt like no one really cared or this morning, I I just feel like you're not even close. And in 30 seconds of silence, that comes up, that gets stirred up. Um, but God wants to meet us in the realm of, of honesty, because that's where real relationship can, can grow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I said, the second thing is just fighting to be honest uh, and giving to God uh, as a gift, um, truthfully, what's on your mind and heart. Mm -hmm. and then after that, spending another minute in silence and see what gets stirred in your heart. Because it might be something that God's trying to lay on your heart, it might be a direction or a discernment for you to consider. It could be a scripture, it could be an image, um, but that would be a great place to start. But I think silence and honesty are probably the two elements of prayer that is um, that they're just not used, um, mm -hmm. and those are the places I think really that that intimacy uh, grows in. So. We are people that don't like to be silent and still. Um, and when we think we're being honest, we're actually not really being as honest as we could be. Um, yeah, I would say start there and see what happens. It's good, babe. Yeah, Chris got me on this book called Praying Like Monks and Living Like Fools. Oh. And I'm just starting it, so I'm not finished like Chris, but it's been so good. And it has just, I feel like, broken down barriers or like mental blocks that I had on the topic of prayer and um I feel like a lot of times that maybe if you grew up in the church or you did and you're not in church or whatever your story is a lot of times prayer can be like I love corporate prayer and I love praying at the church but a lot of times when that happens people are just like out of it they're not really there like some are and some aren't and sometimes there's just too much noise um so when you get to that quiet spot where it's just you and the Lord and like Chris said 20 seconds no phone no just sitting there and allowing the lord to like uncover stuff like that hits that hits hard and um prayer is beautiful because i feel like there's been things where like whether you went to prayer to the lord or like the lord with me and 
we're able to like navigate certain things because of that or like God pressed something in your heart about me and I'm just like how did Chris know and it's like oh Holy Spirit press that on his heart which only God could do like Chris doesn't have this like superpower to like read my mind or know how I feel yeah. from like miles away nope. um only the Lord could do that right and so there is a lot of power in prayer and I love that question um our engagement story Ooh, do you want to start for this one um well I've, you, you planned it you planned <laughs> it. what do you want me to say when i got there <laughs> maybe what was going through your mind as you felt like uh maybe some dots were connecting or falling into place well um so I had an idea that Chris was going to propose to me, like either, like I had this idea. I'm like, okay, I feel like Chris is going to propose either like between the months of like May and August. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I was like, that's like a sweet spot. It's summer. Like I just, I had a good feeling. It was past the one year. All right. So yep. we completed yep. that one milestone. Year. Yep. So, and we had already started premarital. So I knew once those two things happened, homeboy wasn't going to sleep on it. Like I knew it. And, um, so it's funny because you we, you came down in May. I think we went to, it was May. We went to Berto and Carlos's wedding. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it'd be really quick if you did it this weekend. But it's a possibility. So just in case, you know, I made sure like everything was like in check. I was like, just in case, you know, it didn't happen. I was like, all right. But I wasn't really like feeling like you were. I'm just like, oh, this is the first time I see Chris after like all the, the check marks are there. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't feel, I was like, you would really throw me off guard. But so I was like, okay, that was the first time. And then I was like, okay, my guard went a little bit down after that. Um, and then after that, I didn't know when was the last time, like the next time I was going to see Chris, um, little did I know he was planning something since it had been a minute. We've been working, uh, the team, you know, who you are as a listener, uh, we came together and we're on zoom calls with family members and friends we were yeah. texting each other. Shout out to Mafe for like literally being at work and being on a Zoom call with Chris's parents and my parents planning out our engagement. While she's come on, at work. come on, Ashley, you know. Ashley, the goat MVPs. photographer. Come on. Go, y'all. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, there was there was a lot of planning. When did and, you start planning that? Oh, man. Uh, probably 366 days <laughs> after that. you had told me in one year. Um, it was months, months, months beforehand. So, I mean, it happened June 17th on Father's Day weekend. Which I um, was not expecting at all, like yeah. for it to be on Father's Day weekend so that he did on purpose so that I wouldn't think it would be that weekend. Yay. I think um, I would say that maybe we got into some more conversations about it. Probably February yeah I'd say it's probably right around the time that we started that's when we hit one year that's like okay. yep so I, I will say that um I mean the first thing was like I wanted to talk to your dad about it right um so I'd come down one weekend and we went out on the boat together just and we you had and me and me and David um we had a great conversation and um yeah, I felt like I got your your dad's blessing in this direction, and I really. How, how did you ask my dad? It was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> you can't. I mean, the details, babe. I mean, we're out there, like in the middle of the Everglades, guys. Like yeah. not in Miami Beach, like in the Everglades. <laughs> well, it's funny because I remember as we were like getting docked to get out into the Everglades, um, your dad went to go get something, so I'm like standing by the boat, and I guess he like 
went by some other guy that was like oh what are you guys doing out here and he's like i think my like future son-in-law is gonna ask for uh, my daughter's hand in marriage and the guy was like you want a beer <laughs> you want a beer? Uh, and your dad was like no it's all good we're gonna be fine um so yeah we went out to the everglades and we were chatting for a little bit and i finally uh brought up the question and, and told him what was my hopes and, and my dreams and endeavors for for megan and he was uh so incredibly supportive and, and blessing in that moment and it was it was a holy moment it was a powerful moment um i felt the like the good weight of a good responsibility of being able to step into uh, a decision and a trajectory like that um so i always recommend like if you are in that discernment process like have that conversation with uh either if it is like the father or guardian or someone that's close to the person that you're wanting to be uh, married to. I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing if you have the opportunity to do it and the Lord leads you in that direction. After that, I mean, we started chatting about possible ideas. I had thrown out a couple that we were considering for a little bit. And then we jumped onto some Zoom calls with the homies. And there were some- Multiple Zoom meetings, planning this engagement. Multiple Zoom meetings. And in those initial Zoom meetings, uh, some ideas were proposed that were different than the one that I had. And they sounded great. And I was like, all right, I mean, if we can make this happen, we'll roll with it. The only thing that I really wanted was for Megan to be uh, surprised. That was it. Anything else, as far as like the vision coming together, we make it happen. I just want her to be a little bit thrown off when it happens and then uh, we go from there. So that's when we started kind of entertaining the idea of um, going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember we had chatted a little bit about uh, maybe the dream of like doing it on a beach one day, but we also wanted it to be personable and like intimate. intimate right. So that was one thing that I remember kind of scratching my head about. I was right. like, okay, how am I going to make a beach proposal intimate in Miami in yeah. South Florida? Because uh, I don't know if you guys have been to the beaches down here, but uh, it's kind of hard to find your own little private spot. Right. Um, so that's where we came to the idea of doing it and uh, on the sunrise. And we kind of game plan from there as far as like getting some of your closest friends right. to invite you out for a sunrise hangout. And the pieces just kind of kept falling into place from there as we were kind of hitting different milestones and trajectories. And uh, Mafe and, and Ashley were just uh homies in this as far as making it come together and i had my boy thor who's helping me out which his Uh, real name is thor it's not a nickname oh yeah i can't wait to tell you more about him this guy's a goat brother for life love you man Um, he looks like thor too he does he does he does he's the real life thor yeah he is and when we were friends we'd be like avengers together and i was always trying to figure out my place i was like i guess i can be captain america i don't know uh but that's another story for another podcast um but yeah it came together and yeah i mean it was it was beautiful and it was more than i could have possibly dreamed or imagined as how it, it came together and um yeah it was it was fun and i just remember megan walking out for two cups of coffee they weren't both for me one was for me the other one was like for my friends that were gonna be there she's like shocked and i'm telling her to come on i literally just her coffee (laughs) over 
like stunned as she's walking out and yeah you know i had i had in my head like this whole like oh my gosh she's gonna be like weeping you know like crying and she's walking out and she's like laughing and i was like oh i didn't i i saw this going differently in my head as she's laughing i was like oh is she laughing at me cry laughing okay so if like you're a girl and you don't want to cry because you have mascara on and you don't want to look like a clown, I was like nervously laughing because I didn't want to cry. So you know when you cry but you laugh like, <laughs> like you're like laughing but like you're like sniffles. That's what I was doing. So <laughs> meanwhile, Megan's not looking like a clown, but I'm looking like a clown. I'm I'm imagining I'm having some like you know <laughs> nose on, but no, it was cute, yeah. and I could tell that she was trying to like take it all in as she was was it's coming like, down. Uh, um, then yeah, I had like a little thing planned to like share with her as we were holding hands, and every now and then she'd be like, "Babe, what's going on?" <laughs> I'm and I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, <laughs> "What's going on?" Let me I do my I was, thing. I was so shocked, like. I, I had like my, my, my instincts. I was like, okay, like all the things are aligning. Like my dad came to my job and asked my boss if I could have Saturday off. Cause apparently we're having a father's day then at my house, which I thought was really weird. Cause that I was, was like, cover. I was like, why would my dad go? Like, I was embarrassed. I told my boss, like, I'm so sorry. My dad asked you that. Like I could have done that myself, but little did I know, like they were planning that. So like, there were little things. My mom was acting a little suspicious. I was like, what's going on? Meanwhile, like Father's Day weekend's coming. I'm like, not thinking much of it. And then the girls in the group chat are like, hey, let's go to like the beach in the morning. Like, let's dress up cute and have a girl's morning or whatever. So they're like, we're like sundresses and beach and flowy, like giving all the deets, right? So I was like, okay. I was like, sunrise, like, and I usually work on Saturdays. So I was like, okay, like this would be like literally the perfect moment for Chris to propose, but like he's in Orlando. <laughs> I was like, this would be perfect and so like chris is texting he's like oh yeah i just had a long day at work or wherever you're doing mm-hmm. and you just let me get up this whole story meanwhile he was literally in south florida yep. with thor at the hotel like yep. preparing this whole thing so like i had my instincts where i was like okay i was like getting ready i was like one or two things are gonna happen i'm gonna have an amazing girls day and it's gonna be awesome or i'm about to get engaged it's one or the other i had a feeling, but I was like, I never shared it to my parents. I never shared it to like my best friends, like nothing because I was like, how embarrassing would it be? Like if I think this and it's actually not that. So I totally kept it to myself. Cause I'm like, if it doesn't happen, then I know it's going to happen eventually. But you know, I just was like, but if it does, right. So then it did. And I was like, I thought I was prepared like mentally and emotionally, but I just was like, like, you feel like you prepare yourself so much for that moment and it happens. And you're just like, frozen you're like well like your whole world stops and you're like this is happening and it's happening to me with my person like what and it's so funny because after like Chris had proposed and we're at my house and Chris is like by the way we're having like a party later tonight with a bunch of people so like we're just chilling soaking up the day because like we were pretty tired from like the morning because sunrise proposal guys um I was like babe (laughs) I was like babe when you got down on one knee I was like, I like completely, as you were talking, like, and I actually heard podcasts of like girls getting engaged and this happened to them. So I'm like, not the only one. So I like, I don't like, I I felt bad. I was like, oh no, this happens to girls. It's like, they, they like, you're talking, but everything in the world, they're just like, wow. Like, like everything's frozen. So I literally had asked Chris, I'm like, babe, could you like repeat what you told me when you got down on one knee? Because I heard a few things, but I was just so like, 
this is happening this is happening oh my gosh yes kiss you wait I just like nodded my head. I just nodded. My yeah. Head. So technically, I asked Megan if she would be willing to marry me, and to this day, and I mean, she never verbally said yes. <laughs> this is how I was nervously is laughing. I'm still working through. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I remember asking her, and she just went, mm-hmm. "Okay." And you just, like, leaned down, that noise. and I was like, "Oh, okay." I did not make it's that not, noise. Oh, I pictured it going. I nodded my head and I was like, uh huh. I was like, I like, I mumbled. Yeah. Right? That's I, why it sounded kind of like, mm. I was like, I was like smiling. I'm like, uh-huh. that's how I remembered it. <laughs> Megan says that she doesn't remember the moment she kind of zoned out. I remember her saying, mm. and I was like, okay. okay. So I like, after hearing stories, I was like, okay, I'm not like, not the crazy one. Like, like I said, like it was. I don't know. It's just like one of those moments. I feel like there's in my hand, I can count like how many times, like, I feel like my world just was like, whoa, it was just like me and that person in front of me. And like with me and Chris in that moment, it was like, nobody else was, nobody else was around. It was just me and Chris. And I was like, everything just started coming to me. Like, I feel like the journey of like us together and like Chris right in front of me. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Smiling like an idiot. I'm like, yeah <laughs> and I just like went to kiss you because that's all I want to do I wanted to kiss you and um and obviously like I said yes you know yeah, yeah after when like my head caught with like my yeah thoughts yeah and, everything like everything up. yeah um but it was so funny because I was like babe um I just was like wow and it was that was, I thought that was really funny that was good that was really funny. that was good and then like talking to other girls they're like oh yeah no like something happened to me like I just like it's like it just happens like you just literally like you're so oh my gosh what is going on like this is happening like what like mm-hmm. is this real it honestly felt like a dream like honestly chris did like it couldn't have been more perfect chris i don't even think knew that was the same beach that i would like go uh with my friends and like pray for my future husband there and like just so many like he- prayers of healing for like myself and um that was the same like beach and like around like that area where like i knew like i was going to marry chris i'm like he's the one so so many like impactful moments happened at that beach and like it's not like chris was like oh i'm picking this beach because this like has so much like chris just like honestly ashley was like yo let's do it at this location it's yeah, good yeah. and like ashley's on that really like but like that's what where like god comes in the details like all these little things that we look back at hindsight like wow like god knew all along like little meg's there two years ago would be here now with chris her like whole fiance and um it just was perfect even like the little details of like the white if you guys don't follow me on instagram megan hink engagement photos by my friend ashley were absolutely out of this world i mean the details the little like white petals and it was perfect i'm not a very like flashy or uh blingy person i just like very like light natural dainty like sweet and that's what it was like it was um literally like nobody really was on the beach because it was sunrise um so i love the beach i'm a beach girl i love sunrises I love Chris. And so like everything was literally like yep. what I love. I had a coffee. It was great. Um, and it was just honestly like I could say hands down, like just the best day. And sometimes you hear like, oh, it's so cheesy. Like, like until it happens to you, ladies, like until it happens, it's like you like your day, whenever that happens, like it is so special, and meaningful because it's just like, man, it's like the person that you love and you're about to do life with them for the rest of your life. Like that is it's just something that you don't forget and I'm just like, yeah, Chris nailed it out of the park. It was incredible. And just hearing the story of like all like after cracking up um, 
so Thor, his like best friend, comes out of like the the leaves or the bushes wherever he was hiding. It was yep. the funniest thing. I'm like Thor, what the heck? And then Ashley's like like doing her thing, and the Moffat's like, "Hey, bye, guys. I have to go to nursing school." I was like, "That like so much was going on. It was so funny." And I just like everything was like blocked off, and like in the hour, it was just like me and Chris, and like nothing else in this world. Like yep. it was just me and you, and. It was funny because, like, before I got there, y'all were, like, prepping and there was, like, these people in the background. Yeah, there's, like, you know, it's, what, probably six in the morning. There's no, no one else out at this beach. We're setting up this little area of flowers. We have a photographer. It seems like, I feel like most people would understand, oh, this is about to be, like, an engagement or something, like, intentional is happening here. And we had a couple people that just kind of came out to the beach and kind of <laughs> started casually swimming right behind us. And I was like, oh, literally like could you go anywhere else so my patience and sanctification and prayer was challenged in that moment but we lovingly asked them to move and they lovingly took a little while to get out but eventually they did and then there was another guy that came up that was like fishing who like threw a line out and then turned around saw the flowers and was like <gasps> and like pulled his line <laughs> in and then ran away and I was like that's what a normal person would probably do and their reaction so thanks for that um yeah i came together and it was uh beautiful it was powerful i'm thankful for everyone that helped out all megan's friends family my family my friends a um, whole village it was cool yeah and i think it was so special because like after that we got to go to first watch uh it was me chris thor and becca shout out to y'all we love you guys mm-hmm. and um it was just so sweet that was the first time i got to meet becca which is thor's wife and um it was sweet and we we're just talking about like how it all happened and the, like the backstories and like the mission that every like everybody like did to like be involved in. it was just so funny and like hearing it all and uh got home and they're like hey tonight we're having a party and all of chris's best friends came from orlando like all of them his parents all of my best friends were here family was here and it was just so special and like we had so much fun we danced it was like the best thing ever like i love to dance we it was with the people that we love the most and it was just so like i don't know it's just perfect it was perfect for us and um i feel like after that there has just been like this like you know you're dating someone your boyfriend and girlfriend and then you get engaged and you're like oh wow like we're moving towards marriage we're moving towards something so much bigger than us and i feel like there's you know like you're dating it's like okay and then you get engaged you're like all right this is like we we chose one another like we're in this and we are gonna keep doing our best yeah and, and moving forward and being intentional and um yeah it's 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 funny and it's like I said you prepare so much for that moment like mentally and you're like I'm gonna say this and that and ladies when it happens it just like it just happens and like I said very few moments in my life where like it froze and it was just like wow like this is happening and like that was one of those moments where I was just me and Chris like nothing else existed <laughs> in my mind like it was just literally me and Chris and um it was the best morning ever like you know all the details that I like and and every like little thing was just there it was yep. it couldn't have been better and yeah father's day weekend was totally like off guard which is funny because like literally like on my instagram a couple people got engaged that weekend i'm like man i wonder if they had the same idea of like doing something on father's day weekend so they don't expect it my trail off. You, you off. um but it was so good it was so funny and um yeah the pictures ashley did incredible and even having ashley there like someone like so we're good friends with ashley and robert and um it was so funny while well, Ashley seeing pictures Roberts in the car with their baby because yep. <laughs> there's too many mosquitoes outside real MVPs real MVPs and- oh yeah my my little guy 
a lot. Yeah, so I don't worth, it. worth it for the good shots. So, um, but it was, it was so much fun, and even having somebody there like we're close to capture that special moment was like, it's like fun to look back and. Oh yeah. It's I'm like wow, it makes me more excited for a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Come on, somebody. So yeah, so that's like the full deets of our engagement story, which I think is really funny and we made it happen and it was literally the best thing and now i want to keep going to the beach again come on <laughs> all right let's see let's see let's see da, 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 da. all right this is kind of like a hard one should know. we say that for like part two i we, feel like let's say that for part two we gotta leave the people honestly the megan i feel like this is already gonna have two parts <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're we're... still listening you're a real one um all right we'll leave that for part two yeah part three part three (laughs) all right guys well chris i have to ask you the final question of the pod because that's what we do on the one thing common podcast oh and that is i've been longing and looking forward to this moment you knew then what you know now what would you tell your younger self okay so obviously i've been listening to your podcast for a while so i did have a heads up that this would probably come at the end so i have thought about it for a little bit um i would say a couple of things i would say trust the lord and you have no idea how much joy contentment presence, revelation, healing, hope, direction, purpose, worth, identity, all these longings of your heart will be met by Jesus and and so much more. And it won't just be uh, a concept that you kind of wear as a bumper sticker, um, but a, but a true intimacy, that goes beyond your wildest imagination. Um, so take heart and trust the Lord. He will be with you through some really hard seasons. Um, he'll carry you through confusion and calling, purpose, heartbreak, um, relationships, um, seeing loved ones struggle like he will give you direction and presence through that and it will be some of the greatest gifts of your life um, and abilities to be able to speak from and invest into other people so i would say just take heart and trust and know that um, god's gonna show up in ways that you can't even maybe fully fathom right now but it's gonna be worth it and it's gonna be so awesome and I would also just say that, like, um, I would probably tell myself, and I'm going to use a quote here by another one of my favorites that we alluded to him a little bit earlier, Tyler Staten, uh, which we should at uh, listen to the podcast, please. Um, but I would tell myself, Chris, you know, you you dream of a God uh, that brings heaven to earth, but you will find that God dreams of praying people to share heaven with. And he will invite you into that joy of seeing his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, as you find a deeper relationship with, with him through prayer. 
Um, so be excited and lean in. That's what I would tell my younger self. Um, just an applause. That does yeah. just an applause. That was so good. Come on, come on. That's a word. That's a word. That's but now we have to ask you, Megan. Babe. <laughs> do that face? If you knew then what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? Because I'm going to be on the podcast more, so now I have that opportunity. Yeah, now you to, to throw it back at to me. Bring right? questions back at Megan. I'm here for the, for the podcast community. I'm, <laughs> I'm interceding for y'all. All right. Um. Hmm. Well, I haven't been asked that in a long time. <laughs> if any, then I feel like it go, it's different with every season. So of I'm course. trying to like not pull out something that I would say in a different season. Sure. I need try to find something I would say like now in the season I'm in the now. Um. I'm not sure if I share this on the podcast yet or before, but just like be more like focus more on who God calls you to be than who people call you to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm in that right now where it's like, you know, your, your flesh wants to like, please these people and you want to do these things. And like, so you have a great name. But like God's like wanting to strip that. It's like, hey, like he is great and he wants to shine his light through us. And how are we going to steward that well? And so if I'm focused not on myself, but on him and how he could use me, it's going to be so much more seamless than me trying to make something for myself and me trying to do something for something that's not even going to last eternally uh, versus focusing on the Lord. And so I would tell my younger self, Stop worrying about what others think of you and just focus on who God has already called you to be and who God calls you and who who you are in him. And I feel like when you can get that focus, like I can pinpoint seasons in my life where I was like on fire with whatever it is I was doing in that season. And I mean, it, and I can pinpoint one trait that I had was that I was so laser focused on what the Lord called me to do and who I was in the Lord. And I did not care what people around me thought. And because of that, the people around me were like, oh, wow, she's a woman of God. Like, I want to be around someone like that. And I tracked those people. But it was because I had that mindset. So I would tell myself that again, because it's a friendly reminder that you need constantly is to focus less on you and focus more on him. And as you do that, you're going to have more peace. You're going to have more joy because you're not trying to like make something of yourself. You're just like, hey, like I'm going to deflect the glory back to the Lord. And there's something just, um, what's the word? Like, there's no pressure with that. Mm -hmm. like, there's no pressure to perform. And so that's what I would tell my younger self. It's pretty good. Love All right, that. babe, we did it. Our first pod. First of many. Let's go. Come on. Come on. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you have not yet, please leave a rate and review as it helps a ton with the podcast and reaching more people, whether it's on Spotify or Apple or whatever other platform you're listening to. It's been so much fun to finally be back on and recording. I missed it so much and so excited to have my fiance on. And this is the first, like I said, of many of episodes I'll be doing together. And that is a wrap for tonight. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Thanks for joining in. Bye-bye.